Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. NFL draft is next week. I feel like Usually, like, that's all we're talking about is the NFL draft, but for some reason, we're not. I think a lot of that has to do with, like, what do we fall in love with around draft season usually? Quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yes. And look at the quarterbacks right stink. now. Stink. They stink. There's yeah. nobody I'm excited about. No. Matt Corral. I don't. I don't. Malik Willis. Who I do like Malik, but I just don't know what he is at the next level. And then, of course, you know, I was high best on, like, case, Sam Howell last two years ago. Best but. case, what is Malik Willis to you? Best I don't know. Case. I don't like doing the player comps anymore. I hope. I mean, when I was watching him in college, there was a couple times where I was like, man, he could be, he could be like, I don't even want to say it. I don't know what he could be. I don't know what any of these guys could be. I'm glad that that's not my job to project. Like, I'm glad that I'm not a general manager this year because I would just actually pass. What I would do is just trade, just trade for the next year. Literally, if you're the Giants, just you have two picks in the first round and the first, you know, top 12 picks, just trade them. I would just like stockpile up on wide receivers right now, defensive ends. Like this is going to be a big draft, obviously for pass rushers, for wide receivers. That's why the props that I gave out last night. The only thing I played so far is over on wide receivers in the first round. I did go over what, on was the that quarterbacks. Number five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. What was the number on quarterbacks? Three and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Wow. Yeah. I think what I happens. I think they'll get three or four. Yeah. I think Malik will probably go off the board or Pickett. You know, who's plus one sixty right now to go over uh, Malik to be the first quarterback taken. I think what happens is those guys go off the board and then somebody's going to freak out. Some general manager will, and they're going to end up taking like Sam Howell or Matt Corral will end up going or something like that. So I went over on the quarterbacks and then over on the receivers. Cause we're seeing now nobody wants to make these wide receivers, the highest paid receiver in the league. Like that's why AJ Brown wants out right now. We just saw Tyreek Hill get traded. We saw Devonte Adams get traded. Debo Samuel doesn't want to be a Niner anymore. And all these guys are going to want big deals. So everybody, all these teams are going to want wide receivers on their rookie deal those first couple of years. And then you hope that you strike gold with a guy like Justin Jefferson, who can you imagine, as a rookie was awesome. Can you imagine if sports betting hosts, like the salaries were posted every time somebody signed a deal and like your contract was up? Like that's how we get in an arms race. Cause you're like, wait, 
Paige Spiernak got what? Well, that's why I've, I find it funny now. Now, like, that's happening more, but not not with, like, people that I know personally, but it's always like, well, Woj is going to be a free agent or Shams is going to be a free agent. It's then like you Katie see Nolan making. got how much? <laughs> yeah, you see what some of these people are, are making, and you're like, wait a minute here. Hold on. Hitting I, 50% of my picks. Yeah, know. you're like, I'm, I'm batting, I'm batting this, I'm like, ERA's that. Yeah. So right now we're talking number one pick, Aiden Hutchinson. That's bounced around a little bit, because remember it when is. we started the show, um, obviously we talked a lot of Oregon football. All since week Kayvon one when they pulled off big... that big upset over Ohio State. But Kayvon Thibodeau like, was going to be the number one overall pick. And I was like, I'd take him number one overall. Um, he had like a, I thought he had a fine season. Here was the problem, though. Um, injuries. A lot of double teams, injuries. And I feel like he knew he was going to be obviously a top five pick. He thought he was going to be the number one overall pick, number two pick. He knows the money He's that's coming like his Jadavion way. He's kind of like Clowney. That's exactly what I thought of. Because remember, like, Clowney in that bowl game was awesome. He made that one-handed tackle. He had a couple sacks. And we were like, oh, man, this guy's going number one. It's just a shame that he can't come out right now. That's my other problem with the NFL draft. Like, you should let some of these guys come out so we don't get that half-assed effort. We might see some guys start sitting out. But... With Thibodeau, like I'm, I'm, I don't wouldn't hate it if he did go number one, but he's plus twenty five hundred. He's not going to. I wouldn't play this, but Aiden Hutchinson's minus one seventy five. The only other guy that I could see going number one is Trayvon Walker, but the price stinks. It's plus one forty right now. I'd want at least two to one odds if I'm going against anybody besides Hutchinson, just because of the second half that he did have, uh, the Big Ten title game. He was awesome, perfect size. And what they say, like if you watch these games, you know. He's going to be a great pass rusher. I could see him every year with 14, 15 sacks, like TJ Watt style, but he's also really good at stuff in the run too. And so that's why I think he does end up going number one. Versatility is huge. Another thing about Kayvon Thibodeau that people were saying dropped his draft stock is it's like you've got guys like, you know, Trayvon Walker, Jermaine Johnson, who who really did try even though they had nothing to play for. And Oregon was in it pretty much the entire year, even though I knew we weren't in it. Like, And Kayvon just kind of wasn't really there from a week-to-week basis. So you question his effort when you know you're going to have to take some. And you know all these guys who are – all these player, uh, these teams that are drafting early on, they have needs to fill right away. You right. can't just, like, take time to develop. And you have to kind of know what you're getting. And so if I question somebody's effort and my culture of a team is already bad – like, I don't want another guy who's not going to lead the locker room in, in consistency and effort. Yeah, exactly. And I like Trayvon Walker. I just don't know if he's as good stuff in the run. Like, he's a great right. edge rusher. I like Aiden a lot. I like Aiden a lot, too. I mean, anybody that could take Michigan to the college football playoff and get Harbaugh, like, even not to choke in a big game. I mean, you get, that says something. And also, I just kind of like the fit for That game against Ohio State was nasty. Right. He was so good in that game. I mean, that game is what pretty much solidified – him being a minus 175 favorite to right. go number one overall. The size, the run-stuffing ability, getting after the quarterback. Also, what I really like is I'm going to go over on the Jags' win total. I already know that. They're going to be like my sleeper team now because you saw it week 18. I keep wanting to say week 17. Week 18, Trevor Lawrence was a huge disappointment all year, and then we thought maybe when Urban Meyer went away, he would show some improvement, and he kind of did. But week 18 is really when they pulled off that upset victory against the Colts and knocked them out of the playoff run. Uh, he was awesome in that game, took care of the football, was throwing on the run, made every single throw. He looked really good, so I'm kind of high on them. And they get Travis Etienne back. We don't know what he is. They probably shouldn't have, they definitely shouldn't have drafted him. If Urban Meyer wasn't making the call, they definitely don't go running back in the first round when you already have James Robinson, who is a rookie, broke the rushing the rookie rushing record for an undrafted running back. And they had Carlos Hyde last year, which didn't make any sense. 
But if you look at what they're able to do, if they do draft Aiden Hutchinson, you have him on one edge, and then you have Josh Allen on the other edge. Now, all of a sudden, you could be a top 15 defense because the, the Jags were a sneaky good defense last yeah, year. They Offensively, were. they were just a mess, and they didn't have a real head coach. But, man, you have those two guys on the edge getting after the quarterback in that division. They could be a sleeper team. So I do think it ends up being Hutchinson, minus 175. I'll also say this uh, as far as, like, because I do like to bet on the draft. I've laid way bigger prices than minus 175 if I really like the bet. You know, I have no problem doing so. Minus 175 is fine. I probably wouldn't lay, like, minus 250 or minus 300 or anything like no that. No shot, yeah. But if you feel like Hutchinson's going number one or you got a piece of information, like, that price is fine, minus 175. Walker's plus 140. Evan Neal had the second-best odds, like, a month ago. He's now plus 1,200. Kayvon Thibodeau, plus 2,500. That would be my value pick, like, 25 to 1. He's still the guy. Jacksonville's just like, hey, we're not going to. We're not going to, like, telegraph it. Right. We'll do what we want. We'll see what it is. And you know what? I kind of like the idea of maybe hedging and taking some of these players that we really like, like a Trayvon Walker who could end up actually going to the Jags. Yeah. Um, but maybe Aiden Hutchinson is just like a, you know, one of those can't-miss prospects. So then you're like, okay, well, I think Trayvon Walker is number one potential, so you take him number two overall pick, and that's plus 350. I think there's some value after the number one pick. Yeah. You know, because if you look at the number two pick, like – Man, well, now the number's gone. He's plus 100 only. Yep. I like, okay, so if you go to the third overall pick, let me see what the number is right now because this wouldn't shock me. So the Texans have the third overall pick. One thing, so if I'm the Texans, if I'm the Giants, if I'm, let me see who else in this draft, if I'm the Atlanta Hawks, if I'm some of these teams, you know what I do? If I have the third pick in this draft, and let's say I'm a team that needs a quarterback, this isn't the year to take a quarterback. I'm just trading down, and I'm trying to stock yes. as many picks as possible. Absolutely. And I'm getting a better pick next year when there is going to be, you know, we don't know who it is yet, but there's going to be more quarterbacks on the board maybe that are the more sexy picks. I kind of like, uh, let me see Let me see what the price would be for the third overall pick. Uh, Derek Stingley to go third. I, plus I, 500. Plus 500. I could see the Texans maybe going DB. Yeah, I could see that too. That's not a terrible price. Plus 500. And Sauce I mean, Gardner's was, plus 350. And that was another thing I might play just to kind of hedge off that would be Sauce to go over Derek. Yeah. Uh, but man, I mean, like, I think he was so good last year. He gave up 38% of completions. He had more interceptions. He had more picks last year than touchdowns that he gave up. So I do think he's probably the first corner off the board, but you never know. And I feel like this year is a good year to take some shots because we're not hearing as much information as we usually do, and I feel like everything's kind of up in the air. The problem is, as I said last night, Daniel Jeremiah does the best mock draft, but now the good one comes out 24 hours before the draft, and everything will probably get pulled off the board, especially with the draft being in Las Vegas. Uh, they have to get it off the board. You can't have – that's the thing. I'll never forget this. We made the trip to Las Vegas for the NFL draft a couple of years back, and we didn't realize because we flew in that day that all the props were already off the board except for like some stuff for the second round. They have to get it off the board. So uh, if you are wanting to bet the draft, you should probably do that this weekend before uh, next week. It needs to happen, I would say, at maximum Tuesday, like mm -hmm. maximum. So yep. we'll do our show with a full breakdown on the draft. Sunday, I'm going to get into the lab. I'm going to do some things. I'm going to get my lab coat on, me and Emma, and uh, <laughs> we're going to put some jazz on. Little, we're gonna, little jazz. We're gonna do a little needs based, needs based versus like best available kind of comparison. We're gonna see what we got. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have our full draft break, 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 break breakdown. 
I thought it was funny. They're trying to make the case that like Kyle Hamilton can go number one overall. No. I've heard that. He's not going to. These are all smoke screens. That's man. actually another uh, prop that I really, really want, and I'm trying to find right now. I want safeties. The number that I saw was one and a half. I want to go under on safeties in the in the first round. Under one and a half safeties. So a lot of this stuff that's off the board. Yeah, I want to go under on safeties. I went over on receivers. I want to go over on quarterbacks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 